Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Yeah, could I have a number three with cheese and uh, a large coffee? And does this smell good? Wolfing down your lunch. <laughs> Serving up today's top sports stories with Wolf and Luke. Hey, boy. Presented by Stadium Swim at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' ultimate sports fan destination. All right, it is Wolfing down your lunch on a Friday afternoon. Wolf, you're my witness. I didn't look at my phone. I didn't look at Twitter and any of the stuff during the break, right? I don't know for sure what Maloney is about to tell us, but I have an idea because something just popped up on one of the TVs here. Stop looking I up. I didn't even look at like any texts people were sending. Anyway, it's, uh, it's time for Wolf and Down Your Lunch. Here's Aaron Maloney, Aaron. So, according to multiple reports, Brooklyn Nets all-star Kyrie Irving has requested a trade. He right. said that he wants to be traded ahead of Thursday's deadline. And if not, he will leave in free agency in July. So does that mean Kevin Durant is an option now? <laughs> wow, that's uh, blow it all up. Is that what you're saying, Mel? Should I bring back Katie? Watch. I mean, just blow it all up right now. I just want to say I tell this. You, I I I would I would hate it if the Suns traded for Kyrie Irving. I'm not trading for Kyrie Irving. No, I'm just saying. Yeah, no, once again, he, no. You, no, no. He's requesting a trade. Can I just say that? Get that out of the way. Even though he's scoring over 27 points per game, don't I don't care. Do not care. The When everything was going on this summer, the one thing that I feel vindicated that I was right about is no matter what the Nets do, at some point this season, Kyrie Irving will break them up. And here we go. I mean, <laughs> could this not be any more spot on? And they started, like, the Nets have a pretty good record this year. They're a pretty good team. I would consider them, or would have, a title contender if they weren't made up of the pieces they're made up of. But you knew at some point Kyrie would be like, yeah, it's been quiet too long. i got to ruin this. And yes. he is. Look at that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, right now, if you're a general manager out there, are you really looking at Kyrie Irving going, yeah. Yeah. The Lakers are probably trade. Now, I, and we're talking about a guy who's scoring 27.1 points per game. He'll do stuff I, like I, I this, know though. That. Well, think about it, though. Again, general managers are going to go, yeah, that's a hard pass. Brooklyn's 11 right? games above 500. Like, everything is finally working for them. And, he, and now he's just like, nah, I don't want to be here anymore. Okay, but take Kyrie out of it. Does this open a door for KD? was my question, guys. I think it does this summer. Yeah, I think it does. I mean, I guess it does this week. So you're saying there's a chance? I, I, I guess you have to, but I think Settle it does down, more well. so this summer. All right. Yes, I don't think so. This is just stunning news, though, again. Is I am. I am, yeah. I. This guy, how many times is he going to try to sabotage the team concept. Did he give a reason for why he wants out just because things are going too well? Or was he just, I'm going to leave in free agency? 
He's seriously, man. I mean, he's always been an issue, always adds to drama, but yeah. KD wanted to play with him, so. Wow. How'd that work out? Wow. The Arizona Cardinals head coaching search continues as the Broncos have requested to interview Brian Flores for their defensive coordinator job under Sean Payton. So what do you guys think this means? The Cardinals did interview Flores for their head coach position weeks ago. Well, it bums me out because I was hoping Brian Flores might be the guy. Uh, anybody that has listened to us over the last couple of weeks, you know exactly how I feel about him. I love his attitude. I love his old world feel. I love the fact he respects old school axioms, yet I think he can still reach some of the younger guys, the new guys, the new age of the NFL. I like the combination of him, and now this tells me he's not going to be the guy because why would he be interviewing for defensive coordinator positions if, in fact, he thought he was going to be the next head coach of the Arizona Cardinals? I'm sorry, I still hate the Kyrie thing because now what if he ends up on a team in the Western Conference? Um, Then he'll ruin ruin them too. He will eventually, but not this season. Then maybe he will. Uh, I hate this Denver thing. I really, it means I'm starting to really dislike the Broncos at this point. (laughs) I mean, okay, you got Sean Payton. Now get lost. Let us have our second choice. Um, I've said all along, there's three coaches that I feel comfortable with the Cardinals adding. One of them went back to Dallas, one of them Denver took, and now Denver somehow is trying to take the other one, too. So I don't know what it means as far as Flores. We had that Mike Florio clip earlier where he said somebody he trusts told him a couple weeks ago expected to be Brian Flores as the Cardinals head coach. But I don't if they're going to do that, I don't really understand why they're dragging their feet. ASU head football coach Kenny Dillingham spoke to the media yesterday and discussed what kind of situations he will put his players in and what he's looking for. Adversity, response, you know, we're going to put these guys in positions to fail on a consistent basis, and we want to see how they respond, right? We want to see how they respond again and again. We want to put them in situations where they're successful. How do you respond? Because it's easy, easy, easy to be successful and respond poorly. So that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for how this team meshes, or basically our competitive nature. Do we compete? If you lose a rep, do you hop your butt back up? Or do you just go to the back of the line? Like, do you have a passion about yourself to win? Like, the goal of the game is to win. So what is our competitive nature that we're going to be? And how do you respond when things go your way? And how do you respond when they don't? That's what I'm looking for. Do you have anything on that, Wolf? (laughs) (laughs) Can I just tell you right now, I love what Kenny just said right there. We're going to put our players in position to fail. I haven't heard a lot of coaches actually say that right there. But you know what? I mean, they did that last year when he wasn't here. They put their players in positions to fail. But I don't think it was intentional, and it was on Saturdays. No, but I love the fact, too. Oh, oh, please. Okay. Hey, look. I love the fact, too. every week. This would have been a great thing to say back in 1985. It would have been a great thing to say. We're going to put our, our players in position to fail and see what they do. You know what that was called? Oklahoma drill. That's what that was called. <laughs> if anybody's going to bring back the Oklahoma drill, it's going to be Kenny Dillingham. What? That's what I'm saying. So, Kenny, what are you, let's do it, man. Bring it back. Who cares if it's been outlawed? We're going Oklahoma. Getting a three-point, boy. A story from TSN's Josh Lewinberg that was published yesterday included an interesting little bit. It says, quote, 
Toronto was close to acquiring DeAndre Ayton from Phoenix in a sign-and-trade last summer. According to a source, perhaps there's a deal to be made with the Suns, who are said to be one of Ananobi's many suitors, unquote. Will DeAndre Ayton still be a member of the Phoenix Suns following Thursday's deadline? I think he will. I need a prediction. Yes. He will still be on the Suns a week from today. Yeah. But I do think that there is truth to the notion that they are more than willing to trade him. I just don't think it's going to happen in the next six days. Yeah, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say he's going to be traded. And I have no inside information whatsoever. I just have the knowledge of a guy that I do believe um, I have so much respect for, yet at the same time, he's a mad king. That's what he is. And... I think Matt Ishbia might be the guy that is the difference maker on something like that because Matt Ishbia was anything but a mad king. We do agree if he gets traded, though, in the next week, it's going to be the Toronto. Yes, it is. I'll agree for all of us. Okay. can't trade him to Indiana. So are you saying yes, for the record? Uh, he, he will is, still be on the Suns. He will, he will finish this season on the okay. Suns. And then our Sanderson-Ford poll question is up now at ArizonaSports.com, and it asks, how do you feel about Devin Booker being snubbed from the All-Star game? Your choices. Expected, he has been hurt for a while. Typical, he doesn't get enough respect. Or still hoping for an injury replacement. I would say each of the first two. <laughs> expected, he's been hurt for a while, and it's typical he doesn't get enough respect. But I, I, I'll, I'll say expected. I mean, he's Fain basically outrage. played about half the games. Fain outrage right now. I can't, I can't, Just I can't be outraged about How this. How dare you? But he doesn't get enough respect. Disrespect Devin Booker once again. You're right. He doesn't. Zion. How many games does Zion miss? This, he's played the exact same amount of games as Booker. Okay, so that's a little. They both play twenty nine, isn't it? Yeah. Now you think about that. So why did Zion go? Why would he go? Because he's Zion Williamson. That was part of the why. popularity contest. The it question is. is not why Zion went. The question is why is Jaron Jackson Jr. there? It's part of that's the, the popularity contest. Exactly right, and that's the reason why I think Devin Booker is bigger than this and doesn't care. He's more about winning as a team than winning as an individual player. Isn't that right, Buck? So 70% say it was expected, 27% say typical, and 3% say still hoping for an injury replacement. Wow. Nobody really, yeah, okay, nobody's like, hey, I hope somebody spows out because Zion probably will, and then Booker gets in there. All right, that was Wolfing Down Your Lunch. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. Fallout Boy is heading to Talking Stick Resort Amphitheater for their So Much for Dust tour on June 30th. Tickets just went on sale. You can win a pair now by visiting the contest page on ArizonaSports.com. When we come back, Brian Flores is, in fact, interviewing for the Broncos defensive coordinator job. <laughs> Thanks, Denver. So what does this mean? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports. Cardinals head coaching search. Update. 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 The uh, biggest update we have today on the Cardinals coaching search is um, another name potentially leaving. Now, he hasn't left yet. But Ian Rappaport this morning saying the uh, Denver Broncos have decided, you know what, Sean Payton's not enough. What else can we take from Arizona? And now they want uh, Brian Flores as their defensive coordinator. Wow. I really didn't see that coming. I'm glad they had to suffer through Nathaniel Hackett last season. Brian Flores. 
I, I really didn't see that coming. Sean Payton saying, you know, Brian Flores, is there a connection there in the past? Am I spacing something right here? I really didn't see I don't that think being that a there possibility. Is, right? Because Payton was all Dallas, New Orleans, and wasn't Flores mostly New England, a little bit of Houston, yeah. tennis, uh, Miami? Yeah, I don't. I think the connection is just like, okay, well, we got the hottest uh, head coaching name. Now let's get the hottest defensive coordinator name and just build this super team. Although you can, if Brian Flores, who wants to be a head coach in the National Football League once again, think of that Denver defense and how good that Denver defense truly was. Boy, I'd, I'd probably want to go there, too. If you're trying to rehab your career, and I think Brian Flores is definitely doing that, that would be a smart move for him. Yeah, it would. I mean, I think taking the head coaching job would be the smartest move, but that's got to be offered to you. Well, yeah, there's that. And, and then you, you, have to, you have to believe in where you're going. We were talking about this yesterday with Howard Balzer. Brian Flores has been a head coach, okay? He lost the job under very odd circumstances. He'll get another chance to be a head coach. But if he goes somewhere with the second job and, and flames out there in like three years or whatever, he might not get a third chance. You know, if he goes, if his next head coaching job, he's there for 11 years and then he ends up quitting and then, you know, two years after that he wants to go, okay, yeah. But if he goes somewhere else and, and gets fired three years in or whatever, it's going to be really tough to get a third head coaching job. So, this might be him being selective, but I tell you, it's <laughs> at some point it's going to start to feel like a slap in the face when it's like Dan Quinn. Uh, yeah, I could be the Cardinals head coach, or just go be a defensive coordinator and lose in the first round every year with Dallas. Or Brian Flores. Yeah, I'd rather be a defensive coordinator than be your head coach. Like, what's the problem here? Then this is an NFL team. <laughs> like, wouldn't you rather be an NFL head coach? What I don't want to become, Wolf is the pipeline that develops new head coaches. And this would be the third straight first-year head coach if they go with a first-year head coach. I'm not in the business of developing guys for other people in the league. Yeah, no, I, I understand where you're going on that. And, you know, the Brian Flores thing, that to me, I am a little bummed. And I'm bummed because I thought Brian Flores could be the guy, the anvil, that Kyler Murray could be shaped on. And that's exactly what I think he needs going forward. But listen, I, the only reason why I'm assuming Brian Flores is not being considered by the Arizona Cardinals as a head coach because why would you take a defensive coordinator job if you were being offered? Well, I thought you might be offered the head coaching job for the Arizona right. Cardinals. I mean, let me, let me play Wolf here for a second. Is this Brian Flores being like, hey, if you're not going to make a decision on a head coach, I'm going to go interview with Denver. To Why be didn't I think of that right there? I know, that's right such now. a wolf what thing. What did you just you do? Just, the student you has become the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> you just went so, oh, you were the grassy knoll. It's been four weeks of this. This is how I think Are now. Are you kidding me? Now, all of a sudden, you had Brian Flores saying, oh, oh, you know what? This is getting, um, this is getting a little rough right here. Sean. Sean, did you call me? Oh, you know what? I'm going to come up and I'm actually going to interview for the defensive coordinator. Is that okay, Sean? Why right? not? Yeah, of why course. Not? Boy, that is brilliant by you. I'm glad it paid off well because played. this is, this is uh, penetrating like my actual life. That makes life. total sense. Now you sit there and like you'll go out to dinner and be like, hey, why are you ordering that? Are you ordering that because you want me to order this? Is there like a hidden meaning behind it? That's what the talking about the logic behind the Cardinals' four-week co- coaching search has done to me now over the last month. Here's Mike Florio.
Um, with Bickley and Murata this morning, they asked him, okay, you know, who who do you think it's going to be, Mike? In Arizona, someone I trust told me two and a half weeks ago to keep an eye on Brian Flores as the potential head coach because he would help the team in a variety of ways. Football, exact opposite of Cliff Kingsbury, and we see time and again teams that fire a coach look for a guy who, from a personality standpoint, is the exact opposite. You need some tough love for Kyler Murray to get the best out of him, and that's what Brian Flores would bring to the table. Okay, but the natural follow-up then is if they want Brian Flores, why don't they hire Brian Flores? Well, I don't think that Flores would say no to a head coaching opportunity. Now, maybe he would. Maybe he'd wait a year. Maybe he doesn't want to get caught up in a situation where you don't know when you're going to have Kyler Murray. You don't know what the long-term play is at quarterback. You don't have faith in the front office. I mean, that's possible. It's possible. But typically, coaches don't say no when the window opens on their opportunity to be a head coach. And I don't think that his potential interest in other defensive coordinator jobs means he's not interested in the Cardinals job. You just have to have your your, your ducks in a row. you got to have your options lined up. And if the Cardinals job isn't going to come his way, he's got to see what else is out there. And uh, he's got to explore opportunities to become a defensive coordinator. I think at a minimum he'll be a defensive coordinator somewhere in 2023. The question is whether or not he gets that Cardinals job. See, what makes this tough, Wolf, and I know we all know this, but I think it kind of gets lost in the shuffle sometimes, is Kyler Murray being hurt. If you are a prospective coach and you have other options, it's really easy to look at the Cardinals and be like, so is next year just kind of a throwaway? Like, am I just coming there and you want to see if I can get us to 8-9? and What what are we doing for the first eight weeks if Kyler misses eight weeks is it just Colt McCoy like no offense to Colt but I don't think any coach is like I gotta get I gotta get there and coach Colt McCoy like you're if you're if you're gonna step in you want to be like are we gonna go sign a quarterback or am I gonna start off with a losing season yeah first of all can I just tell you I don't buy all these estimates that have Kyler Murray coming back mid-season I don't buy it okay good because I okay, don't want to I'm just it. saying right now Nine months. That's what I need. I need nine months for you to recover. Everyone's talking about, yeah, but Kyler, he's mentally, he's not going to be. Re- I, I don't believe that. I, I refuse to believe that. And if all of a sudden it takes Kyler Murray a month longer to come back because he's got to get his mentals right, oh man, I, you, now I've got a problem. I got a problem. We need Kyler Murray to be right. And Kyler Murray, I think mentally, it's all about him getting himself right. So much of it. And that is going about your rehab in a very aggressive kind of way with the thought you're going to come back. And not only are you going to come back, you're going to be better than you were. And that that's how you want Kyler Murray thinking. And for me, I'm not buying any of this. He's going to come back at the midway point of the season. Miss September, maybe. October, no way. But even if you don't buy it, if you are a prospective NFL head coach, it is an unknown, right? It's, yes, it's, it is. And, like, and that's why we're going to sign you to a five-year contract. Well, that's I don't I don't think Sean Payton looks at it and is like, maybe Payton looked at it and was like, okay, if Kyler's not going to play for who knows how long in the first year, that's a wasted year for me. Maybe he looked at it that way, but he obviously would have job security. Like, Payton... Peyton is in a different position from these guys. If he comes in here the first year and Kyler doesn't play much and they don't make the playoffs, he's not getting fired. If that happens and the next year it doesn't work with Kyler, I think that's the scenario where they start to look at Kyler and be like, all right, I mean, how many coaches do we have to go through? 
any other coach, though, that comes in here at this point probably worries that if they aren't winning by year two, they're going to be on the hot seat again, and they may not feel like they're going to have their starting quarterback for enough of year one. It's got to be part of the deterrent. I, I cannot believe it's it's coaches looking at the Cardinals and being like, well, their facility isn't good enough. There's no way that's it. And that definitely was out there, there this there, week. There's no way. That I've heard that yeah. story, too. I'm not just, like, making stuff up. Oh, my goodness. There, There's no way there's, there's something wrong with the facility because they have the press conferences in the press lounge right there. There's no. As opposed to the, oh, my goodness. If I'm a prospective head coach, I'm a lot more concerned that my start quarterback who I'm tied to I might not even have for half a season or I may not have him for four weeks but he might not be himself until mid-November or something yeah you listen I can testify to what bad facilities are all about <laughs> okay I, I can do that and when we moved into that Arizona that Tempe facility in Arizona when we moved into that that was paradise man Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. When we come back, what is the future of DeAndre Ayton as the Suns trade deadline looms in less than a week? It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Welcome back to the show as we um, try and sift through all the unknown. Do you remember a time doing a show like this, Wolf, where there was so much on the line across a couple of the teams in the Valley, but it was also unknown, too, with like the Suns trade deadline coming up. and The Cardinals just don't seem to be hiring a coach. Like, we may have the Suns' new owner introduced before the Cardinals hire a coach. Yeah. I don't. Honestly, I can't remember. It's a lot of speculation. I'm having a hard time remembering what I had for dinner last night, though. So. <laughs> yeah, you have to factor that in right. too. Was it lobster or caviar? Exactly. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just saying. I get your point. It does. It seems like there is a lot hanging in the balance, but hanging is the operative word. It feels like everything's going to break next week, doesn't it? It really figure. Okay. Devin Booker, I'm assuming, will be back next week. As soon as we go off the air, it'll break. How about that? I'm assuming Booker's back next week. I'm assuming the Matt Ishbia uh, introductory press conference will happen next week. I'm sure assuming at least one Suns trade happens next week because the trade deadline is next week. And I got to think at some point the Cardinals say, you know what, we're not going to do this without a head coach. And we'd like to be able to hire some coordinators before they're all on other teams. So there's a pretty good chance that happens (laughs) next week, too. As far as the Suns making trades, uh, Bill Simmons podcast, Yesterday, he had Kevin O'Connor, Chris Ryan, Rob Mahoney all on. And what they were doing was coming up with realistic trades. These are not like trades based on like, hey, we're hearing this is going to happen. But just kind of stuff you hear and you piece together. Their, their, their task was coming up with, um, with realistic trades. And they were just, they were taking turns. It was kind of a competition. The very first one anybody did was Kevin O'Connor. And he focused right on Phoenix. My idea hmm. is to save the Phoenix Suns. Aiton and two first round picks in the future to the Raptors for Fred Van Vliet and OG Ananobi and then Jay Crowder and Dario Saric to the Hawks. Finally, they were able to move John Collins. That's a lot. That is a lot right there. The first part of it, I I think 
Yeah, okay. I'd do that in a heartbeat, the first part of it right there. DA and two first-round picks for Fred Van Vliet and OG. So I'm going to separate the the Crowder thing because that's adding a lot of pieces. But I will just say this. If they traded D.A., they probably would have to make some sort of secondary trade to try to replace what D.A. does give you. Uh, But that first one, DeAndre Ayton and two first-round picks for Fred Van Vliet and O.G. Ananobi. And I can tell you right now, without even talking to anybody because I'm just here with you, um, there's a bunch of Suns fans that are like, do it. Like, get that done. And there's other ones that are like, no way. No I would way. never do that. And that's <laughs> that's where we are with DA. But that is that is an interesting one in the sense that it. I don't think that trade will happen. But that trade does make some sense for both teams. If the Suns really are interested in trading DeAndre Ayton. And, you know, you hear another story that we had yesterday from TSN where they're like, yeah, they tried to sign and trade with the Suns, talking about the Raptors, last summer. Now, if the Suns are really interested in shipping him off somewhere and you're going to get Fred Van Vliet and OG Ananobi, I, you know, I don't think that trade's going to happen, but it does. It raises some questions. Man, you know, I just keep coming back to this, um, the Mad King theory that I have. I just keep coming back to it, ladies and gentlemen. The reason being is because so much of it revolves around human nature. Just think wherever you are right now, do you want to pay for a service that under-delivers? Do you want to do that? No, of course not. Do you want to pay somebody for doing subpar work? No, no. You, you, it's ridiculous. So right now, um, I, I look at DA and the, the, the harsh reality of this, they got a max player that is underachieved. I think we'd all agree on that. They have a max player that allows them to actually win more games by percentage when he doesn't play. And there's, you know, I don't want to say it's a sample size that spans over seasons, but when DA doesn't, right, but I'm talking about, you know, a large sample size, but there's enough games where you can look at it and say the Phoenix Suns have a higher winning percentage when DA doesn't play. You, You think about that for a minute and say, if you're a new owner and you're coming in, do you want to pay a guy? For that, well, I just I think it's in play because when I hear that that stat, my first thought is okay, they're not better when they don't have DA, but are they really that much worse? Do they think they're that much worse when they don't have DA? And then my thought is James Jones didn't draft DA. That's always a part of this to me. If, if James always. Jones, if somebody really wanted DeAndre Ayton and called James Jones today and they're like, "Hey, we are going to blow you away with an offer," I do think he'd be traded. I don't think he's getting traded before the deadline. I think they're going to see what they do in the playoffs. But if somebody called James Jones with that offer, he's not tied to him. And then you factor in that this is not the first time we've heard a report from a source that the Suns were close to dealing DeAndre Ayton over the last couple of years. Sure. And look, if you're talking about last summer, D.A. was better last year than he has been this year. Like, I don't think he's bad. I think sometimes people pile on and they're looking and they're saying, okay, well, he's got to be perfect because that's the lens we're looking through. But I don't think that the Suns are as tied to him as some people believe. I do think that they are more than willing to trade him at some point in the next year or so unless he goes on a run in the playoffs. And what I would say is Toronto is one of the two teams that seems like they have been consistently interested in him. Totally. And Toronto totally. Totally. Toronto might be blowing up their roster in the next 6 days. Do you believe the Toronto Raptors wanted DeAndre Ayton, Basinonians? Ask yourself that question right now. I believe that's a big, fat yes. Luke, 
What yeah. say you? Yes. Now, it might have gone down a little bit this year, because. but at the yes. same time, a trade like that one that was thrown out there, if you're Toronto and you're blowing it up, you would take DA and say, you know what, we can fix this guy and give us a couple picks too. They would. I, I think that there's something to that. Here's here's more from that podcast on on how uh, Aiton's value is perceived right now. It seems like DeAndre Aiton would be the perfect high usage player on a tanking team in Toronto, and it seems like that would just be a really suitable home for him to kind of get his game back together. And you could also see Messiah Jury being like, I I'm betting on this guy. I think that there's more to his game than like living under Chris Paul's thumb, and and maybe it's just a a coaching and 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 a situational problem, not like his own talent. I think you're right on there, Chris. And plus, it's important to remember Toronto liked DeAndre Ayton during his free agency. They weren't the team that was right there. That was the Indiana Pacers. But now with Indiana re-signing Miles Turner, you know, for a two-year extension. If you're thinking about potential deals, there's been reports over the past month about the Suns like Fred Van Bleet this past week uh, out of TSN, the Suns like OG and Anobi. So if you're connecting dots there, perhaps there could be something to work out there. Even if, Bill, I agree with you, Aiton's value is diminished considering how poorly he's performed this year after signing that long-term extension. Um, but at the same time, like he's still young. And, and if you're the Raptors, maybe you're betting on him in a brand new situation and getting some draft capital back in return. Maybe you end up getting an extra pick in that too. <sighs> to me, to me I, I think that it picks for Ananobi is a lot more likely. Okay. But... Keep an eye on Toronto these last few games before the deadline, because if they keep losing, they're going to start trading. I, I just honestly think where there's a will, there's a way. I, I think the Toronto Raptors do believe they can take DeAndre Ayton. They can get him right. They can fix him completely. They can get more consistency out of him, because D.A. is so talented. Uh, he, and I love the person that he is. I, I believe there are teams out there, there are general managers out there, there are scouts out there, there are people watching DeAndre Ayton, and they're saying to themselves, we can fix him. We can do that. We can get him right. We'll get him playing with more consistency. And we'll have a coach that will demand that from him. And that's what he needs is a change of scenery. It will change everything for DeAndre Ayton. There are people out there that believe it, blinded by his raw, beautiful, awesome talent. There's no doubt about that. I believe there's a will and there's a way. I think the Suns would like to move DeAndre Ayton if they could. I could be dead wrong on that. Dead wrong. But I think they'd like to trade him. I think the Raptors would want DeAndre Ayton. So you have to say it. The old axiom. Where there's a will, there's a way. We'll see. The problem with that is, are you willing to go into the playoffs with Jock Landale and Bismack as basically your only true big? So you, you probably would need a second deal. And so that's that's why that's why I continue to, to not think it happens in the next week. But the Toronto angle on it is a wrinkle because if you're like, if Toronto's like, hey, we want to trade for DA, and you're like, yeah, we don't want to do that. Get Check back with us in the summer. Sure. Toronto might not have any of these players. Toronto's team in the summer might just be picks. Scotty Barnes, who they're not trading, and Pascal Siakam, who it sounds like they're not trading. So if you plan on trading him to Toronto, that ship may sail here in the next uh, seven days or so. All right, uh, when we come back, back to football. We'll get the latest on the Cardinals coaching search with senior writer for azcardinals.com, Darren Urban. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the Cardinals head coaching search update. 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 I can't believe I'm even getting remotely pulled back 
into this Kevin Durant stuff. Um, all right, it is Wolf and Luke on a Friday afternoon. We're going to talk some uh, some football here with the senior writer for azcardinals.com, Darren Urban. He joins us on the Arizona Sports Line right now. Darren, how's it going? You absolutely can believe it. <laughs> <laughs> you absolutely can believe it. Listen, uh, Derb, I know you're a big Suns fan, of course. Uh, just go ahead and talk to us a little bit right now. Where do you think the Suns are in this? And you think they're going to trade DeAndre Ayton? Uh, I, I I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm I I have even less information about that than I do with this coach search. Um, I mean, who knows what's what's going to happen? I, I'm not going to be surprised at any about anything. But I I know that when you when you have new ownership or a lot of change at the very top, you know, things can definitely happen. And and clearly this team there there's something about this team. I know Booker's out, but there's something about this team that's just not quite there that that had been there. And and I wouldn't be surprised if some kind of major change. <laughs> All right, so Ishbia comes in 24 hours later. He trades for Kevin Durant, and everything goes. Interesting. Uh, Darren Urban joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. All right, Derb, you mentioned the uh, the coaching search, yeah. and um, before we get into any sort of specifics, how about just this? Do you do you feel like there is any sort of sense of urgency now that every other team has a coach except the Colts? I mean, you don't want to wait for weeks and weeks still, but do you feel like the the sense of urgency has slowed down. I I think the urgency with this team was always about trying to find the right fit and, and making sure that you know, whoever they get in here makes sense with Monty and makes sense with the situation. And, you know, I, I had a couple of questions in my mailbag asking about, you know, why the Cardinals can't get X or Y or big names or all this stuff. And the thing is, is all these guys have different reasons for wanting to take jobs, for looking for jobs, being in their careers. It's, I don't, there, there's never, there's never one reason why something might not work out, whether it's from the team side thinking, okay, that guy's just not, doesn't make sense or another guy who might want to go someplace else. So, you know, so it's, it's, it's hard to get a handle on, on the timeline on this. Obviously the Super Bowl is going on. That's a big deal to a lot of people in this organization. Um, I think the fact, like you said, where there's only one other opening and it doesn't feel like the two teams, the Colts and the Cardinals are really looking at the same, really the same people. I know there's, there's one or two overlap, but for the most part, it doesn't feel that way. So um, I, I do believe that lessens a little bit. And the other thing too is again, I, and again, I think they hire somebody if they if they figure somebody out. But like, do you want to make a big coach hire when the rest of the NFL world is going to be paying attention to the Super Bowl and and all that stuff? I mean, you you maybe maybe the urgency isn't there for this week just because of the attention being everywhere else. I will say this: I think if they find their guy and they they get locked into their guy, there's there'll probably be some kind of announcement, and and we'll we'll see when that is. I know for me, I'm I'm. I'm on call. I'm on call 24-7 because I feel like from this point forward, news could break at any point. Derb, do you think they're interested still in Brian Flores? I mean, until... I hear he's going somewhere else. I'm not going to rule it out. I mean, I know there was the report today that he was going to interview for the uh, defensive coordinator of right. uh, the Broncos, I believe. Um, but unless he takes that job, um, maybe the reason is, is he thinks he's still in the in the hunt for this head coaching job. So I'm going to say he doesn't. If he doesn't think otherwise, then I'm not going to think otherwise. 
I'll be honest, Wolf. When you, when you say, do you think this person's in it, or, or when Sean Payton was still available, do you think Sean Payton's coming here? I, I don't know. Yeah, I, you know, right, I, right. I wish I knew. And, and uh, in all honesty, the fact that it's gone on this long, I mean, I don't know if there's anything to know at this point. I think they're still mulling a lot of options. Do you think too much was made out of the relationship that we all assume Monty Ossenfort and Brian Flores had? Do you think that was overhyped, dear? Well, I mean... I, I don't want to be taking any shots at any radio personalities, but <laughs> I mean, if, I, I understand why people would make the link, but but uh, you know, it, it was it was people seeing that they had worked together and 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 making a jump, and I think part of the whole coaching search thing is I, I think there's a lot of people that want to speculate out of a, a lot of stuff, whether it was Brian Flores or Sean Payton or whomever, and there's no facts out there for anybody to be putting this on. It's it's all guesswork, and people are guessing. They're guessing, uh, oh, Kyler must be an issue. They're guessing that, oh, because these two guys work together, it's going to be for sure. They're guessing that Sean Payton, you know, being a ball boy for the Cardinals meant it was a, it was an inside track. I mean, I think these are all guesses, oh, yeah. which are fine, but you know, I, yes. I, it doesn't surprise me that nothing's happened because just because they had worked together, we're, we were guessing that that might mean something, but maybe it didn't. Talking to Darren Urban, joining us on the Arizona Sports Line. Uh, I'm going to ask you to guess again, but but most of these uh, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> most of these names on this the speculation, list Dave, are uh, are majoritively defensive names of the guys yeah. that are left. Do you guess that there is a preference from the team to go in that direction, or is that just a coincidence right now? Uh, to me, I think that's mostly a coincidence. I, I think they were trying to find people that you know. It, it's funny. There's. I will say this. It feels like, okay, with Cliff Kingsbury, we all kind of agree he was more of a player's coach, a little bit more like, I'm going to trust these guys to do what they need. And everybody keeps talking about needing an alpha in the room and, and being a, 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 maybe a little bit more of that kind of guy. And Wolf can speak to this better than me, but it it feels like in this day and age, the, the offensive guys are more the analytical and, yep. and, all that stuff, and it's the defensive guys that, I hope I can say this on the radio are the hard asses and so maybe that's that it just is going to lead you more to defensive guys is looking for that kind of personality are you possibly first of all what you just said was right on the money for the most part that has been my experience right there so I'm backing you up but uh, if you had to guess do you think they're interested in talking to Shane Steichen the, here's the here's the issue with that, Wolf. You're you're talking about having to wait until after the Super Bowl at this point, and do you want to wait that long? Now they've waited this right, long, right? So so maybe it's maybe it's possible, but because they haven't had they didn't have the first interview with them before all this time, they weren't able to. They're not going to be able to talk to them at all until then. I wouldn't necessarily rule it out. And if we get through, you know, next week and right. there's still no thing, then then yeah, I'm leaning towards okay. They must be waiting to talk to at least one more person. Talking to Darren Urban, uh, you know, it's kind of weird now because we're not even really hearing like, oh, they scheduled another interview. Like there hasn't been really any news the last day or two, which is strange when you don't have a coach. Uh, do you think this is a situation where we may just, you know, whatever day we might just hear, okay, we've got our guy, even if they don't do any more interviews or you know what I mean? Like, does I'm, it have I'm, to be a second interview before they? I'm going to repeat what I said earlier, Luke. I am now on call 24-7. I, I just went, before before this radio interview, I just got back. Me and Craig Rila went downtown to pick up our Super Bowl credentials, and my bag was in the car. Now, I was only gone for 45 minutes, and I was at the office, and I came back to the office, but I can't 
trust that something couldn't happen at any point, so I need my computer with me. So that's kind of how I'm approaching this. I just assume that's how you lived your whole life. Dan. Well, it kind of is. I mean, I think if you ask my wife, it feels like my computer is always open and I'm always doing something. Hey, Derp, <laughs> did you get your parking pass? I did not get a parking pass, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm, I'm working on maybe getting one, but we'll see what happens. <laughs> you want a carpool, big guy? Yeah. Is that what you <laughs> want to do? Okay. show off now. Speaking of the Super Bowl, um, what do you think on this, Derp? Uh, you know, just right now which way are you leaning on this eagles are playing really good football they've got a really excellent defense i i I love how that's playing but it's it's hard to go against patrick mahomes quite frankly my my big thing was where are they health wise by the end of next week i i know they said hardman's not going to be able to play but if those other receivers are healthy and you get another two weeks of patrick mahomes being able to get that ankle a little bit better that's going to be a tough team I, i i hope it's a really good game that's the one thing i am hoping for uh I honestly, with the way the season went, uh, and obviously this is also somewhat hindsight. I feel like the two best teams are in the Super Bowl, and I think that's yeah. really good because most most years you don't have that. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, as, as far as actual players, and when you look at this Cardinals free agent class, are there like two or three that you prioritize that they absolutely have to bring back? Well, I mean, the, the two guys that always pop up are Bry- Byron Murphy and, and Zach Allen. I mean, those are two guys that I mean, Zach Allen to me, especially given the fact J.J. Watt's retiring and where you are with the defensive front. I mean, I think Byron Murphy is still pretty important. Uh, I'd love to know where he stands with his back issue and, and how that might affect his free agent status. You know, might he be in a position where he's not getting the money he wants and he wants to play on a one-year deal and, and try it again? That, that'll be interesting for me to see uh, in terms of health. But, I mean, those two guys you would, you would think would be somebody that you would look at very carefully. And now that the salary cap number has been set for the NFL, for next year, teams have an understanding of what kind of money they're playing with. I, there's a lot of moving parts right now for the Cardinals. They got to find a coach. They got to figure out what free agents they got to do. Monty Austinfort's trying to organize his front office the way he wants it. I mean, there's there's just a lot in play right now. But but we're going to be on top of this quickly. The Super Bowl is going to happen in the the combines two weeks later, and then free agency's right after that. So we're we're in this now. Derb, thank you so much, man. We appreciate your time, buddy. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Darren. That's Darren Urban of azcardinals.com right there, the uh, the senior writer. And uh, <laughs> you just picture that. Everywhere he goes now, he has to have his his breaking news equipment. because 24-7. Yeah, it, it does sort of seem like the Cardinals are not going to be like, okay, now we're scheduling a round of second interviews. It feels like at any point they might just be like, all right, we got our guy. We talked to him a week and a half ago. Yeah. You know, I, I, once again, 24-7, that means maybe something is imminent. Maybe something is right now. He's on alert. That's what Derb said. Yeah. We'll we'll have to wait and see, but interesting. All right, we come back, back to uh, Suns. Kellen Olsen is going to join us next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.